Hey there, Danette here. Today we're going to talk about the current banking situation, FDIC insurance, how you're protected, and what happens when big banks fail. The banks that failed last month were the second and third largest bank failures in FDIC insurance history, and that's kind of a big deal. If you're curious about the impact of the banking situation and what you can do to protect yourself, then you're in the right place. Because today we're going to cover what the FDIC is, what it does, and some strategies that you can use to protect yourself. And later on, I'm going to share with you an insider story that I heard firsthand from the former CEO of Morgan Stanley. His name is John Mack, and he was one of the bankers in the room when the banks were bailed out in 2008. And I'll share with you some interesting insight into what he had to say about that event and that situation. If you're ready to learn more about FDIC insurance and pro tips to protect yourself, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Danette here. And welcome to the Ready to Retire podcast, where we share real life stories and actionable tips and strategies to help you along your financial journey. Are you ready to retire? Let's go. Welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, my name is Danette Lowe, and I'm the founder of True North Wealth Management. I actually started my career in banking which certainly helps in times like these. And I've been serving families as a financial advisor and investment manager for over 20 years. My mission with this channel is to help answer your top of mind financial questions in a way that is easy to understand by sharing relatable real life stories like the one we're gonna start with in this episode. Because I'm a practicing financial advisor, currently at this time, we are not allowed to turn the comments on, but I do want to know what financial questions you have that we can answer and talk about on this channel. I'll put my contact information in the description below. And that's how this episode got started. I had a question from a widow who got some information from her local bank that didn't seem right to her. She went into her branch to check to see if she was covered by the FDIC insurance limits. She had more than $250,000 in a family trust. When she asked the bank teller if she was covered, the bank teller had a really, really unusual response. The teller told her to take money out of her trust and put it into another individual account. That way, each account would be covered under FDIC insurance. And this, in my opinion, is a really irresponsible thing for the teller to say. What she's suggesting is that this woman unfund her trust take money out of her family trust that she has established. Yes, she will technically be covered by FDIC insurance, but 
at the expense of taking assets out of your family trust that you've made really, really is irresponsible. And I was so shocked by that. That's what prompted me to create this episode so that we can talk about the FDIC insurance limits and what the FDIC does for us. A better answer from the teller would be to suggest that she opens an account at another bank with the excess funds. I understand the banks don't want assets going out, but as consumers have these rules in place and we want to stay protected, and as much as we like the bank that we're working with, I think it's really important that we keep our accounts at the bank under the FDIC insurance limits in case something like what's happening right now, in case a bank fails, we're protected. The bigger point here is that if you've taken the time to create a family trust, then you want to keep it funded. It's one of the biggest mistakes people make. They go through the process of creating a family trust and they don't put the assets in. So let's dive into the FDIC and what it is and what it's supposed to do and what the limits are. The FDIC is a government agency and it was created in response to the depression. And what it does is it ensures each account by category per bank. Let's talk about a quick example. If you have a joint account, both people are covered up to the $250,000 insurance limit. So if you have a joint account for $500,000, then it is all covered because each person gets the $250,000 limit. If you also have a bank IRA and not an investment IRA, we'll get to that in a minute, but if you have a bank IRA and it has $250,000, that is also covered because the titling on the account, an IRA, is different than a joint account. If you also have a trust account, that is also covered. And the rules are a little bit different um, for trust. And I don't want to get too detailed into the calculations because I could go over so many different examples. I think it would just become confusing. The FDIC has a really wonderful insurance coverage calculator. We will put a link to the calculator in the description. But you can go on there and put in how much you have, the type of account in the bank, and it will let you know if you're covered or not. I played around with it the other day, and I found that it was really easy to use. So remember that the coverage limits are per person, per type of account, and per bank. If you have funds in a bank that exceed the limits, like my friend did, then you want to take the excess funds out and open up the account at two different banks. 
it seems kind of obvious, I know, but we, sometimes we forget that the coverage limits apply per bank. The purpose of the FDIC is to step in when a bank fails to become the steward of the assets. They're going to transition the deposits and loans from a failed bank into a solvent bank. And they step in really quickly, as they've done with the two banks that failed earlier this year. The FDIC is a steward through the transition. And typically, customer deposits are available within a few days. The FDIC says on their website that no insured depositor has lost a penny through any of the bank failures since its existence in 1933. Believe it or not, banks fail all the time. The issue here is that these two banks that failed are the second and third largest failures in the FDIC's history. So the big question is, will it lead to more failures? And I think that's why everybody's so concerned about this topic right now. And I also think it's why it's so important to know where you stand in terms of coverage. So let's talk about how to protect yourself and a couple of other situations. What happens if you have money in a credit union? How does that work? Well, the credit union is covered by the NCUA. That is the equivalent to FDIC. It's a government agency as well. And the rules for coverage are almost identical. Make sure that your bank or credit union is either covered by FDIC insurance or NCUA insurance. What's not covered is financial products. And this is really important to know. Financial products like mutual funds, stocks, bonds, annuities, even if you bought them from an advisor who works at the bank or sits at the bank, financial products are not covered by FDIC insurance. Investment firms are covered by something called SIPC insurance, and it works a little bit differently. It has a higher limit. What should you do then if you have accounts that exceed the FDIC insurance limits? The first thing you can do is split the accounts between multiple banks and making sure that in each bank you're meeting the limits. If you have a really high amount of checking, saving, CD balances, then first of all, good for you. Congratulations, you're doing well. But if you have a really high amount, you might want to consider talking to a financial advisor who has the ability to purchase CDs from multiple different institutions. So you can open up an account with a financial advisor and they can put the cash into 10 different CDs at 10 different banks, making sure that you meet 
all of the requirements, we put together a free guidebook that you can download. It's called Three Steps to Planning an Epic Retirement. You can use that workbook to make a list of all of your cash deposits in banks, and that will help you with the calculator to make sure that you are covered. If you're interested in getting your free copy, I'll put a link to it in the description below. And if you are in the situation where you're going to be dealing with multiple banks, one of the first things you want to do is check on the reputation of the bank and check on the FDIC's uh, warning list. If banks are not meeting their requirements, they will go on to a warning list. So that is public information and it's available on the FDIC website. If you are in a situation dealing with multiple banks, I personally would consider using a national bank. We are all familiar with the term too big to fail. As we saw in 2008 during the last credit crisis, we saw firsthand what our government is willing to do to protect our banking system. And I think it's probably one of the most important jobs the government has is to protect us by protecting our banking system. At the time, I was still with Morgan Stanley, and I had the opportunity to hear John Mack, the CEO at the time, talk about what it was like to be in the room when the government handed out the checks to the big banks. They were all summoned and came into this room and there were stacks of folders with the documents and checks and each of the presidents of the financial institutions that were there that day, they each got a check and a contract to sign and uh, a lot of them protested, said they didn't need the money. And the government said, too bad, so sad. You're all taking the check. We cannot have the perception that some banks are healthier than others. So every single bank got the check. And some of the CEOs were not happy about it. And the good news is the government was able to get paid back for the money that they lent out. Most of the institutions paid back with uh, the principal and interest. And so even though some banks did end up failing and did not pay the money back, the um, government actually received more money than it lent out. So that is great news for us and is why I think that it makes sense for us to have some of our money at a bank that may be deemed too big to fail. So make sure to keep yourself protected by double-checking the FDIC online calculator. We'll link to it in the description below. If you're not fully insured, consider splitting your deposits up among multiple banks. If you enjoyed the episode, please take a minute to hit the like button and consider subscribing. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sending you light and love, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you.
I'm so grateful to have you join me today on the Ready to Retire podcast. If you'd like to learn more information, please visit our website at truenorthwealth.com. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.